I'm honored to be part of this reading journey this week. We started this week remembering the shock, fear, anger, and confusion of September 11, 2001, when the planes attacked the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, and Flight 93 crashed in Pennsylvania. Appropriately, the scripture readings this week remind us of God coming near, gathering people, comforting people, and protecting people and leading people. The Psalms lift songs praising this God who gathers, leads, comforts, and protects. In writing the epistle to the churches in Rome, we see this week the Apostle Paul making grand theological claims regarding the power of this God who brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. And then Paul turns from theologian to more of a teaching pastor. From Romans 12 and following, Paul gets very, very practical in applying the theology he's been talking about thus far. In chapters 13 through 16, Paul explains what it means to live out this theology he's been expounding. Paul explains how members of the community gathered by God, otherwise known as the church, are supposed to act and live. Paul says, you are redeemed by Christ. Now act like it. More specifically, he says, church, your one and only true debt is to love each other. Those who love each other fulfill the law. Love each other? What in the world does that mean? Love each other? Does that mean I've got to be friends, buddies, and pals with people I seem to have hardly anything in common with? Does that mean I got to be all friends, buddies, and pals with people who are so different? Loving each other, I think, really means to love other people the way God first loved me. In other words, loving others is to treat them with grace and forgiveness, just as God treated me. But, 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 what about, what about when people are unloving and, and difficult? You're redeemed by Christ. Act like it. Pay your debt to love. Well, what about when people are different and frightening and I don't understand them or their way of life. You're redeemed by Christ. Act like it. Pay your debt to love. Well, well, what about when people break the rules and live lives that I think are sinful and wrong? You're redeemed by Christ. Act like it. Pay your debt to love. Paul says Christ followers must love without conditions. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
Love without conditions. Okay, but what if they're unloving toward me? What if I'm the one that has been hurt and harmed and wronged by them? Well, the gospel reading from Matthew this week gives an answer for that. Matthew's gospel says, when someone crosses us, we're called to be the first to reach out. Even when we're the ones who have been hurt, even when God knows we've done nothing wrong, even when everything in us wants to fight back, we're still called to community with one another, to act like the family we are through Christ Jesus. You are redeemed by Christ. Act like it. Pay your debt to love. Now, this is hard. I'll guarantee you I would much rather owe somebody money than owe them the debt of love. You're redeemed by Christ. Act like it. Pay the debt to love. You know, as well as I know, we live in a very divisive age. We are trying to be God's community in an age where people are so touchy. Congregations, denominations, families, friendships are breaking apart. All you have to do is post something on Facebook and all of a sudden, you've got people coming at you from all directions, taking you to task. What are we supposed to do? The readings this week remind us that we're supposed to be God's gathered community, the church. And we're supposed to treat others with love. We're supposed to treat others with grace. And forgiveness. You are redeemed by Christ. Now act like it. I wonder where Paul gets off talking like this. How can Paul so boldly claim that we owe a debt to love each other? I really think there's only one place that Paul could have come up with that. I think Paul got that from Jesus Christ. God has shown total love for us in Christ, and therefore we are to love. Love each other. Whoever loves another person has fulfilled the law, Paul says. Now that is so hard and so stressful, I'll guarantee you. But you know why I think it's so hard and stressful? Again, the answer is Jesus. You see, our church is not really our church. Jesus sets the conditions for us to be called a church. Jesus determines the mission of the church. Jesus determines who will, we will be church with. Jesus is why we're churched to begin with. Jesus has called us together, and Jesus calls us church. We're not united 
because we're all in agreement with one another on everything. Just try to pick out the color to paint a wall or the color of some carpet. We're not in agreement with one another on everything. We're united because Jesus is absolutely determined to assemble and gather a group of diverse, odd, different people who are united to live in the world in his name. We're gathered by Jesus who says, in effect, I've not come for good, respectable, Bible-believing, justice-advocating, or hypersensitive to other people's wounds, church people. I've come for sinners, only sinners. A few chapters earlier, Paul put it this way. You might be willing to die for a really, really good person, but he shows his love for us and that he died only for bad people, sinful people, us. We remember that Jesus was not nailed to the cross because he refused to be married or because of his orthodoxy or the way he interpreted scriptures. The primary charge against Jesus, he proclaimed salvation for those no one thought could be saved. Jesus proclaimed salvation for those no one wanted to be saved. This man welcomes sinners, and eats with them. Jesus never commanded us to love the lovely, the lovable, and loving. Jesus never encouraged or allowed his disciples to waste time trying to figure out or determine which sin was the worst or who to ban from being a disciple. All Jesus did was love, especially the unlovely and the unlovable and the unloved. And then he turned to the gathered people of God, the church, and commanded us to do the same. And he commanded us to do it as a community, as a church. Loving others as a community is really essential to our salvation then. Jesus appears to insist that we experience salvation together. He began his ministry by calling a community together, forming a band of disciples. And when Jesus prayed for us, his followers, he did not pray that we would individually be orthodox or prophetic or even that we would be right. Jesus begged God in that prayer to make us one. And then he said, this is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when you love each other. I testify to you that I've grown more in my faith in the church where I'm challenged, corrected, debated, 
told things I don't want to hear about myself, asked to give money to support total strangers, asked to give money to things that I wasn't totally for. In a church where I was asked to stay in conversation with people who were put off by my understanding of Scripture or who I was put off with because of their understanding of Scripture. I grew more in a church where people were put off by my politics and I was put off by their politics. In a church where I was asked to join hands and serve with others in the name of Christ, even though those others may not necessarily be my type of people. It's a really good thing that Paul said in other places, bear with each other. Another translation says, instead of bear with, put up with each other and forgive one another. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another, putting up with one another in love. It might be pretty awesome if every time we gathered together for worship, we took a moment and all raised our right hand and said together, with God's help, I promise that while I'm here, when I speak, I will tell the truth. I will listen carefully and I'll accept the fact that I could be wrong. And I will put up with everyone, no matter who offends me, in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's really good to walk with you this week through these scriptures. It's really good to walk with you in the community of faith and be reminded that above all else, God gathers the community of God's people. And above all else, Jesus wants us to love one another. That is our debt. Have a great week.